You're listening to Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Hey everybody, I'm Brian. And I'm Joey. And I'm Jess. Welcome to episode 146 of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. Come on along, everybody. Spend the next hour or so with us talking about gravel bikes, adventure biking, mm. bike packing, bike camping, the Jersey gravel scene. That's right up your alley, Jess. Um, yeah, I was thinking about when we were walking the dog, I was thinking about if I should be called the next Jersey gravel grinder. And then I was like, uh, that could be bad. <laughs> so I will not go with that as a nickname. Hey. Or just playing bikes. Stop yelling at your new dog. <laughs> so that's the big news we have. That's the most exciting that news. That is the most exciting news. She's going after my grilled cheese. Do you want to introduce your, your new family member to the podcast audience? This is Jessica. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's my wife. We So uh, Ted caught it last week. He said, I heard the adoption. And he was assuming it was a furry adoption, not a human or <laughs> well, something like that. Well, yeah. Um, I only adopt uh, kids old enough to have jobs and an income. Um and are responsible. No, um, yeah. So it popped up. We've been trying. It's like we haven't. We've been trying for a while. <laughs> no, <laughs> really. Like I missed like three dogs. Um, I had uh, my boys don't swim or something. I don't oh know. my god! Um, <laughs> but this boy does swim. He is a black lab. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his name? He is two years old. His name was Blaze Blade. It is now Blake. I like Blake. So on all his records, he was very well taken care of in the past. It yes. looks like. Blaze was on everything. He came to the adoption agency. They named him Blade. I was like, va- hunting vampires. I don't know about that. Well, Scared Blaze, me. Blaze and Blade, in my opinion, are both very aggressive. Yeah. Blade. Well, Blade sounds like he hunts vampires. Blade, Blaze. No, Blade, vampire. Just thought Blaze. She just thinks we're all smoking. Uh, oh, yeah. We yeah, might yeah. be. We yeah, might not be. You never know. Yeah, I thought about that. Um, angle I said it. they re. I was, just, I was just thinking about a shop fire, but. <laughs> oh, oh that my too. God. No, I was thinking about some good times, but. <laughs> Um, we went with Blake. It just is cute. Yep. And, and he, he looks like a Blake. He didn't get confused over that at all no. because it's, it's close enough. That's why we kept it Blake. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't, when we first got him, he honestly wasn't responding to either very well. He was so. responding to wherever the ball was. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> but he does listen to when I, you know, when he's not focused on the ball. He's down here on the floor looking up at me like they're talking about me, aren't they? No. He's a very, very intuitive guy. Very he's smart. Lovey, smart. He's a very loving for a two-year-old puppy. He's a very No personal space issues. No personal space issues. He sat for me. Yeah. He laid down for me. I didn't yep. even have treats, and he was doing all those little things for me. He's so. um brilliant. He's pulling. He's gotten better at pulling on the leash, and he's doing a little jumping because he's a two year old play yeah. and jump. So even my vet said you can you can't really train all that out of him right now. No, no. But hey, I love him. The first night he slept up on the pillows like lengthwise on his back for a while. <laughs> oh god. And then but at he does. one point I woke up and I was like, Joey, we have to move him. Like I have, I don't know what to do. Like we have to move him. <laughs> have you woke up with well, this junk on oh, top of your no, head? But <laughs> he literally has no <laughs> personal space issues. So he will, and he like eats his water. So right now there'll be a puddle of water and right underneath just see him. It shooting outside and it'll just be like puddles of water everywhere. Oh, um, good. So you probably but, be able to hear that. I don't know if you'll be able to hear him drinking on the oh, podcast. Okay. Or not. You can Maybe just see it shooting outside. Oh my the goodness. Ball. Look, there's water just drooling out of his mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> He's like saving some on the floor. He loves to run. I, I'm going to start straving my walks with him. I saw the one you did today. That was a short one. Today. I strava uh, my walks with him. Yeah. We usually walk for 35 to 40 minutes. So, 
He's he he looks taller than Max. He was, and he's a um, he's much easier accessible to the counters. Ah, if that makes any sense, he is a counter yeah. surfer. Yeah. So, oh yeah, there he goes now. Yeah. Yep. 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 If I would have, there would have would have been like a cool gravel or bike name, but he already mm. had a. Yeah, I mean, you can't really change. That. Yeah, he's a good boy. Oh, he's got chisels. Such, cool. He has got soulful eyes. He does. He he stares at you yeah. with those. You're like, oh. you introduced him to the portrait of Max so that he knows. He does. Joey and and Blake had a long talk one night yeah. while they were watching TV about all of the responsibilities that Max had in our family. So yeah, now so, they'll be going to be passed down to Blake. So big big dog collar. To big fill. dog collar to fill. But all of Max's things are still no, here. He's his, he's his own dog. Yeah. Right. One. Anyway, what are you drinking over there tonight? Jerry? I have some of that victory. Oh man. Um, can you read that bottle? Storm King. Victory. So it's it, a imperial stout. Okay. From Victory, I got two in my new um, beer stein. Oh, you actually doubled them up to fill up the beer stein. Well, how do you get the picture? I don't. I don't know. But don't you, know. you did. That get seems it. like a lot of beer, hun. It's two beers. It's not a lot of beers. Storm so King has a high ABV. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> no, I had a dreadnought imperial. Aged stout or mm-hmm. aged in uh, rye barrels. Saw that picture. That that ten percenter. Yeah, I had to play ball with Blake after that. <laughs> That'll get you. Yeah, That'll get you I started chasing going. the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, this is pretty good. I've cut back my drinking to only once a day. I I don't <laughs> even know. I think I had a beer last week or the week before for a podcast. Um, but I have not really been drinking a lot of beer. I've been kind that of sucks. off the beer for a little bit. I, I don't know. It's Hard just, seltzer? No, no. I haven't really been drinking a lot at all. And it's more just a time thing. It's just, you know, there's been, since it, once the clock's changed, doesn't it feel like everything's like accelerated? Um, last yeah, night. It feels we like were, you need to drink more. Okay. Last night we were laying on the couch and Jerry was sitting in the middle and Blake was in the middle between us. And I was like, God, it must be like 830. Why are we up so late? Joey's like, it's 515. Like, what are we doing? But it's like pitch black outside right now. Has anybody got bike stuff to talk about? Joe, you've got a couple things in your little... Bike stuff? Yeah. Have you got any bike things to talk about since you work at a bike shop? I rode my bike this week. Nice. Multiple times. Good job. I broke. I literally was the 100th person for Strava Club. Now I was saving that for the Strava Club. No, I'm too proud now. Yep. No, I specifically went out on Sunday. I was like, Sunday sucked. It was so windy. Yes, it did. Um, nothing new fancy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, what happened since? bike life in November. This last week, has it's been wild. No, I smoked a lot of turkey bits yesterday. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> didn't know where we were going with that. <laughs> um, didn't know where we were headed with that little no, adventure was, wagon. <laughs> no, I would say this last week of riding was like this... This week should still be good too, but the foliage so is a beautiful. It was cold. It started to get cold. It's only cold rode, depending rode, on how you dress. Well, I rode right up into the edge, and and I'll talk about where did I've you, been on the bike. Did you jump off? Nope, nope, nope. But um, suppose, we're supposed to get a couple of nice days tomorrow and Thursday. I think it's all nice, man. That my new vest, that yeah. specialized prime, whatever, you like that. Oh my god, best vest I've ever worn. Nice. Um, it's always good when a piece of bike clothing works out, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Especially it's always when it's, like it's a cra- you were talking about that. It feels I like a crapshoot. I cannot stand when I don't know what to order and it doesn't, it's not comfortable. Then I'm stuck with it and it's riding up. You and, can return it. Uh-huh. You know. I mean, pain, this vest though. is $200 in MSRP. Woo. So I was like, all right, let's see what it's... Well, so you got it at what their cost was like what twenty bucks? Did you get it? For yeah, one? sure. Basically, <laughs> they paid me to wear it. Um, Shop markup. <laughs> and, no, I, I have an employee program. Um, 
would specialize, but no, it, I mean, I would, after wearing it, mm-hmm. I would happily pay the money. Yeah. It's well, good. It, it has nice. a nice. It's like a fle- It's it's like a fleece thing up front, but it's a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It's like cottony. It almost feels like the little mic, um, mouse rat mm-hmm. uh, thing you have. So it breaks the wind a little bit. Oh, but totally. You're talking about a dead cat. Yeah, the dead cat. It's got dead cat on the inside of it. Um, you know, innovator die. Um, <laughs> dead cat. But the back yes. is just warm enough to breathe, but mm-hmm. doesn't keep you cold. So I so got. It breaks the wind in the front. Keeps, oh, it, it keeps that off. I totally and then it's vented huge, in the back, so you don't build yeah. up that sweat thing. Because I got, I have a, wool, I have a wool base layer from Specialized. Mm-hmm. I have one of their thermal um, jersey things, mm-hmm. and then that. I mean, the other day I started, it was like 48, 47 and windy, mm-hmm. and it was just totally fine. I can't remember what day it was. I and just some hand up gloves early, and it was the same thing. I started off real early in the morning, yeah. and it was before the it, it, the moisture had gotten out of the air, so it yeah. felt really cold. But within like forty five minutes, it was like, oh my yeah. god, you're just burning up, overdressed. Oh, but the the way I dress, I was comfortable. Good, good. It was nice. Mm. Everything breathed. So glad, honey. And I look good in it. Oh, like, I look so good. Glad. That's the most important thing, honestly, at the end of the day. I mean, if, you, look if you just close your eyes, I look good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jess? What's going on in your world? Um, Nothing much. Um, I mean, I'm still pelotoning at 4.30 in the morning. So Get um, ready for Gravel World. Gravel World? Yeah, I mean, we don't know. Have you registered yet? We don't know what the summer you, is going right. to... I, I, is going I, to unfold. I thought with all of those plans that that late August time block on a teacher schedule might be tough. Um, it could be because teachers usually start the August 20th. Yeah. So it could be like either the first, like I would be okay with taking a day or two off if it was just in service days. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how I would feel about taking the first day off with school with kids. So of our group right now, I think I have officially registered. Nadine has officially registered. Larry is registered. And I think that's it of the people that have been kind of like bandying it about. Yeah. And hey, like pack family-wise, I'll do whatever shop-wise to get yeah. people rolling. But the yeah. the support on social media for Gravel Worlds, every other day, you know, I check in with Jason. How's it going? You know, what do they need for us and everything? Um, you know, being building that friendly, yeah. you know, you got to do it. I mean... I think it's great his initiative, um, and I think he is setting um, some precedents out there. So, you know, I like checking in. I like seeing how many people have registered and stuff like that. Um, well, I hope it works out that you'll be I able hope, to. Because yeah. I, 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 I really do hope that it works out. That you're you'll be you're in charge go. of taking care of my bike, though. If Joey's not there, you know that, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. fine. That's fine. I got it. You I ain't screw re- up I one thing, I, I ain't redishing no wheels, so y'all better be doing <laughs> test rides and everything before that thing goes. So. Uh, I hate when people touch mine or Jessica's bike. I like don't want to touch it. I will, I will change flats. I, I give you permission. I will, I, will, I will touch. You can give me a list, and then if it's anything else, be like, I, it's not on the list. I, it's not on the list. <laughs> I got no help for you. But Just the question me. is, will be she be riding her new gravel bike that oh. I really hope your crux is here by then. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> It should be. It should be here for Crotan. So I finally got back on Zwift. I have really dreaded it this year. I'm doing that tomorrow morning. I, I I have not been looking forward to it, but I finally got everything set up. And boy, Zwift has come a long way. They got the new island, the loop, the new. There's new routes. There's new exciting things. And so once I got back on it, it's like okay, this is the world now. And I did set it up in my bed. You know how it's set up in the little office space out in the yeah, back of the it's house. Like four degrees. I set it up in the basement this year, and I've got the big 65-inch right in front of me Whoa. that I broadcasted up on. I got a little queasy. Did you get some the, sunscreen? 
<laughs> no, but I got a little queasy <laughs> when it was like going across the bridges and it starts to shake a little bit on that yeah, big screen. Yeah, but relative frequency, <laughs> like if we had rigid bridges, like they would all fall down, right? I guess so, yeah. Is that, okay. what, I mean, that what happened to London Bridge? They were that's wooden. why you don't march in time they over bridges and stuff like that, right? Relative frequency. Somebody will correct me on it. So, so I, have, like I, have, I have also been talking to Nate out at Hush Money, trying to get the Atso working. Um, I already got play. one. I'm riding it. I'm trying to get it in play, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we've had our conversations. He knows I'm serious. He knows I want to make this thing happen, and... You know, so they're doing stuff on their end. We haven't really connected the dots yet, but I think they're in conversation with Otso as to what they can and can't do. So Otso, if you're listening, we sure would talk about that bike a whole lot if uh, I was riding a Warwick in time. I bet you they are. I hope they do. I hope <laughs> all industry people listen to us. You just get a mass email and email every week. In episode. It'll work. It'll yeah, work. It'll work. I did, um, Joey, I ordered some new wheels, buddy. Ooh. I went and got Oh, those. man, you went those? I, thought, I, they were, got, I thought, you thought they were heavy. No, 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 no. I thought the 650s were heavy with the 47s, and the 16 oh, ounces no, they of are. sealant in each wheel. That was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least an extra pound <laughs> sealant. Just joking. Didn't put 16 ounces. 14. So, But I did. Um, I, go, I went ahead. I saw that Backcountry had, and I know there's always supply issues right now. So I saw they had them in stock, and I knew if the working comes in, I'm going to want some wheels to put on it. So I just went ahead and pulled the trigger. It's like they're here. The price point was right. I really do like the wheels. So I don't know what I'll do with those 650s. I got some bikes to sell. We were talking about that. Oh, yeah. I got. I'm probably gonna have two or three bikes to sell to kind of fund that. I'll buy that tarmac back. That work. And, you want to? Uh, I'll, I'll, no. Um, I would sell it back <laughs> yes. for what I bought it from you for. Joey I'm not says we only fight on nights that are podcast nights. <laughs> yeah, we have a happily we have a happy we married. We are happily married. Well, you know what's going to happen, Jess, <laughs> though. In about a year, I'll buy it back know, from him. So don't worry I'll, about it. Like we, could, we, should, we should just keep that as a community bike. So long story short, that, I was the original <laughs> owner of that frame. Went to my friend Dan. Dan gave it back. Brian has it now. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. I, It'll start, Dan might have it back. I don't know. Maybe that's the right route. Maybe it goes back to Dan, and then it comes back to you. Dan did buy a new Topstone. So, Dan, oh, I need to send Dan a little love package. So what I want to Maybe do Maybe not like that, but Dan has got the gravel <laughs> itch out in Colorado. I would I would easily I would sell that bike back to you for what I bought it from you for. Okay. So we could just keep trading it back and forth. <laughs> what did you spend it? Well, I, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I don't even remember. Here. I, I do. All I keep hearing is cha-ching, 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 <laughs> and like the jersey and the thing, and there's a whole box, you know. Don't even, don't even talk jersey. to me in my world. Um, so last Thursday with the Veterans Day ride with the club, which was a whole lot of fun because it was beautiful weather. After you rode Thursday over here before work, right? I did and I got a dog. Yeah, yes, and you we rode that morning. Yep, beautiful foliage was Whoa, amazing. Gorgeous, Cabot gorgeous. County was way better than Charles. I um, spent the ride kind of playing around with some new cameras mm. and the new mounts. And did you did you watch that little video I made? I did. I commented so, on it. Too. I didn't know. Oh, that's right. You did. That's naked. Um, the the snap mount. On the chest with the it like looks magnetic. Creepy. <laughs> no, it actually looks like a cyborg. It doesn't look as bad as if you wear a full chesty, because then you look like you've got some sort of like armor on. Full pitch. If you wear chesty. the full chesty, like over the shoulders mm-hmm. and they're going around. This thing, it just you know, it's magnetic wow, and it just that is sexist. Right there. What? How do you think women feel? What? I have a friend who runs with one of those. What a chesty. And the the cell phone is like it's in a it's a um. A vest-looking thing that goes over the yeah. necks, and it's a cell phone fits like right there. Well, with with the with the stabilization, because I had the Hero Eight on the snap mount, the magnetic snap mount, yeah. and I could pop it off and do things with it. And then I had the Ten in my little. It's cool. I, you know, so I Didn't just you crush your finger in it too? 
Well, I did that when I first got it. I did that when I first got it because those magnets are strong, dude. Put really on your strong. tongue. I have a contest. No, don't, God, don't do that. <laughs> uh, so it, it was a lot of fun to play around with. Played through that little video together, threw it out there, and uh, there it is. So did I did did Blake do that? Or what's going on? <laughs> I I'm, my, I'm sitting crisscross. Okay. Applesauce. Um, also, we have buttons now, Joey. We I know. have buttons. So how do we acquire these buttons? So if, if you are a listener, if you are a Patreon member, a button collection, I have two different tile styles of button. I have the pavement ends button and then the logo button. If you are a current Patreon member, buttons are coming your way. Wow. Buttons are going to be headed out. How are you going to mail those safely? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Get it? They're I'll, safety bins. <laughs> I don't. I'll figure it no, out. I'm just taking an envelope and a button. Yeah, I, I'll figure I, it I out. I was throwing those little ones in those... Uh, Remember when I did that huge blast a couple years ago mm-hmm. of all of our stickers? I was throwing the little tiny buttons. And you had the little tiny buttons. The little ones are like dime size. Yeah. I really, I thought that's what I was getting. Those buttons are pretty big. I love these ones. But yeah, I like these uh, ones They're going to look good. Like I got a fresh drop of Nittany bags. Uh-huh. I sh- they're going to go great on people's bags. So the other way you could get them is if you're a Patreon member, you could come get some from Joey at the shop. Yeah. You, can you take don't want to wait in the shop. postal service. They'll you don't want to wait on them. the postal service. Just let me know who's got them. Maybe you'll get them doubles. I don't know. Tom, walk um, over. So. Come to the shop, get your buttons if you're a Patreon member. I'm going to send them out through the mail to Patreon folks. Um, and then I think really the only other way, I don't really want to sell them. I don't think they're worth selling. But I think it's just going to be, we're going to have those buttons. I got a yeah. lot of them. Come in the store and find me. We're going to we're gonna like take them to events with us. I'm hard to find sometimes. And and you've got to come find us at events and we're going to have buttons and all that stuff. So I'm excited. I'm, I was sad they came in like the day after Philly Bike Expo. Mm. So it would have been fun to have. So look good on my shop apron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll look gonna... good on my new Nittany bag to carry my laminator. I in. got her. Do you, do you see this? So if you haven't seen the buttons, you can check them out. There are some How pictures. Is that is huge. That's going to fit my Yetis, my laminator. I'm very excited about that. That is Joey the bag got just I wanted. A huge Nittany bag. That's like a it's huge. Like a, it's called bag. the carry all. Wow, you could fit Blake in there. Probably. He 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 does ball up very small. He so does. He's like he a does. contortionist. He does. Oh, good boy. <laughs> but so um, there's buttons. So come to the shop, get buttons. Patreons are getting buttons. You're gonna see buttons on the Nittany Mount Works stuff. Maybe if somebody may, let's do this with Evan. If somebody buys a Nittany Mount Works bag at the shop, they get a free. They button. get a button. They get a button. You like to the go Oprah? On you like that? You yeah. get a button. You get a button. If you want to see what the buttons look like, you can go to. Oh, I'm getting ready to post it on our Instagram right now. Okay, you can post it. I think I already put one there too. So you can also there get a is. button by sending me some nice messages. Like if you wanted to send Primal, wanted to send Jess some jerseys yeah, to try. Right? <laughs> that's going to be a thing that's you happening. You know me here and too. my my search for a properly fitting women's jersey. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joe, you want to do Strava Club? No, I was right at number 100. We're good. Do you want to do Strava Club? Uh, We have Kid Cuddy. (laughs) That's all I saw because I saw O'Connor. No, we have uh, Kit Rudd from Midlothian, Virginia Mm -hmm. with 165.4. Job, Kit. Lindsay O'Connor from Middleburg, Virginia. Good job, Lindsay. Which is a nice place to ride Mm -hmm. with 119.7. And uh, Mr... We should have done a drum roll. Christopher Howe from Frederick, Maryland with 159.3. I love it when friends pop up in the random draw. I think it's kind of cool. It's a good job, Chris. Riding from his backyard. He's probably just doing laps around his house. Like, yeah, and you know, comes back. Oh, I got it. Does the dishes real quick, goes back out. Does a spreadsheet. Um, (laughs) 
you know. Moves the laundry. <laughs> Job I, would, I haven't. Wouldn't that be nice, though? I know. We, we need to go up and see them, too. Now, I, I want to hang out with Chris. I want to read that to break into the top 100 for the week. Yes. Can I do that? Yes. So to break into the top 100, you needed to channel your inner Joey Sikorsky and get 103.6 miles, because that was your number. You were number 100. That was job. tough. Good job. That's a tough uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, so oh. that that brings me back to the Joey segment. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, isn't this you know, whole thing the Joey segment? Oh, wow. This is my podcast. <laughs> Partnered with Brian and you. So I have a third of whatever I want. <laughs> he gets a third of the I time. Get a third of the time, which is usually ahead, 75%. There I go. Um, no, I, my next big cycling thing I told Jess is the mm-hmm. Festive 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, he Rafa's did, he did say that. So I was like, all right, I need to get my... I got my Zwift room set up. I have my yep. Wahoo set up next to the Peloton. I can't put my Athos on it, so I got to put my Kona on it. Cause Ex- the, explain to everybody what the Rafa 500 is. The, the Festa 500. 500 is is it nine or ten days window from like New Year's Eve to New Year's Day or something, mm-hmm. and everything has to be 100 percent outside, and it's 500 kilometers. So I was talking to like Jason, and I even told Chris um, and some other folks. Um, it's a big a week. small group. That's yeah. a big week. That's an over 300 mile week. Yeah. I figured you stack stack a couple big rides and just fill it in. I might jump in that bandwagon yeah. with can you. Can I do it on my Peloton? No, you gotta be, outside. be outside. But can I move my Peloton to the deck? To, oh, oh, you could do it. I mean, <laughs> I will buy you a uh, jersey if you do all of it. <laughs> Re- no, that Peloton doesn't move unless there's movers. <laughs> yeah, you would have to like get somebody to have movers in here to no, bring it I'd down. push it out the window. The new Peloton van would have to come. Um, no, I say that's that's kind of kicked off riding. Is I want to? You got to be in shape to do the fi- Festa Five Hundred. Oh yeah, so, yeah. You do like, it, Joey. Cool. Gotta hit it running. You gotta hit it. And then I have I, like a three month gap because I'm not riding Croatan. I, I always. But I, I do I, need a few trips down there soon. I haven't decided what I'm doing. Um, but I usually kick off the new year, New Year's Day, with a with a century on the trainer. Oh yeah. Uh, so we'll see if I do that again this year. I don't know. I tried, uh, I tried a gravel century before gravel was a thing, and everyone was drinking early, and yeah. it was cold, and I only rode like thirty miles, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a two hour drive. Well, you can just say, you know, that's just, I just went to do a century. Yeah, and I, I mean, just went out no to do a century. I remember I that. It. It was I was like at eighteen, the, 18 degrees. I remember morning. that. That was New Year's, right? Yeah. I was at the crab drop in Easton. You were. I was at the crab drop in Easton. So we should start talking about things that we've got. We've got the 12 rides of Christmas to the club coming up. We've yep. done that every year. We've got things that we're going to do around the hall. Aren't we doing a boxing day or something? We're talking about doing something. All depends on my Festa 500 uh, ventures. Okay. And, um, well, maybe tra- we can roll that into a part of it. I've been talking to go to Florida. It would be very easy to do that in the warm. <laughs> Oh, I, I, love I don't know if we're going to the dog. Um, we can go to the villages. Oh, there's lots of great. I know people that I'd, ride it. I've ridden oh, a yeah, lot. Oh, yeah. I, I still villages. follow people from like four years ago. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. I got, I'd I get still hit got by a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Swingers, you know, yep. with the golf clubs. And, you know, yep. Yep. Okay. Jess, you put out your call for I a did. question. Oh, wait a minute. I we did. didn't even. We didn't do our total members, Joey, and our link to the Strava Club. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I cut um, you short, buddy. So I'm to sorry. make the top 100, you needed 103.6, or you needed to be me. Um, we are at 785 from 784. Picked up a member. Yes. What happens at eight? Do we get Wes back or totally gone? I don't. Who? Who? I was who? Like, no one remembers Wes. Who? Nobody remembers. Nobody even knows Wes I don't Wes know if Wes, anymore. I texted Wes last Saturday with a picture of you and me recreating mine and his Philly picture that got him in trouble with his in-laws. Mm-hmm. Never heard back. Nothing. Yep. Crickets. Crickets. Strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash gravel travel dirt. 
Do, wait, wait a minute. Do you think Melanie would Melanie would have let us know if something would have happened to us? She's probably the first person to kill him. She lives with him. <laughs> I would. <laughs> We've lived with him. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. I stepped on your link. You, you were given the link to the Strava Club, Joe. Strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash gravel travel dirt. Excellent. So, Jess, you put out your call for questions. I did. On Instagram. I did. Do you want me to read the question that you can then respond to? Please. Okay. So, this is from Rachel. And this question is for Jess. How did you get into gravel and would you try mountain biking? So, that is a great question. Um, I probably got into gravel because of Joey on our first date. I was talking about doing um, Ironmans and Joey was like, I'm going to go ride in Nebraska for a few miles. Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Sorry. Kansas. Yeah, that's Kansas. Um, that's when he was doing Unbound. Um, but dirty Kansas at the time. In Dirty Kansas at the time. But yeah, so um, definitely got in started riding with Joey, but I like the ease of it all. I like going slow. I like not having to rush for people. Um, I could be a little bit better with a lot of things with gravel bike riding, like directions and um, bike <laughs> handling and stuff like that. But we are, we're just going to take it as it is. Yeah. Um, our dog was going to eat the last grilled cheese. So, um, but would I try mountain biking? Yes, I a hundred percent would. Um, I just think mountain biking around here would be pretty fun around the lake and stuff like that. And I know females who do that. So I think it would be cool. Um, but my bike handling skills are terrible. Well, that could, um, that could help you improve And that those. could help me improve. Yeah, so yeah. that's the really reason why. Um, and it's the same thing with running. Sometimes I get burnt out just running the same routes every day. It's the same sure. thing with cycling. So having different ways and means of extremes to cycle um, will really keep me up and current with the sport. You also, I, I have found that mountain biking in the winter is a little more agreeable. Because you're in the woods, you're out of the wind, it's not speed, it's yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of a different yeah. kind of thing. Winter, um, for me, winter has always been mountain biking season. Yeah, yeah. But I was just sitting here telling Joey that I'm getting ready to sell my stump jumper, so I'm going to keep my fat boy, though. So, Oh, yeah, how much you, uh, you, how much you sell, I don't, that I don't sell that I don't want a stump jumper. No, you it's don't want heavy. a stump jumper. Um, I did sell my kicker climb. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. you? Good. Yeah. Their network is flawless. Joining us now is David Sports from Ready, Set, Go Adventures for round two, because Brian, the first time that we started this little interview segment, forgot to hit record. So um, I apologize for that, everybody. It's probably because I'm so rude David? to Jersey. I, I don't happened. So David, yeah, we don't take it personally. <laughs> David is from Ready Set Go Adventures, which is the parent, which I guess, company. We are not ready to set. Yeah, go. no, we were not ready set go. We were ready set <laughs> false start. Uh, the so parent company adventure, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> the parent company of the Jersey Gravel Grinder in May and the Jersey Gravel Grinder do. Did I do that right in September? Right, David? You got it. It's great to have you here with us tonight. So I, I think that in our conversations, David, you talked about there was one more gravel event that you guys are doing. Um, which one's that? What's that? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be expanding to a three-race series. Uh, July 31st, we're going to have another gravel grinder in southwest Connecticut. Okay. Uh, we're in the final stages of some of the permits and things we need, but um, we're, we're well within the development and, and probably within the coming weeks. Uh, registration open up for that too cool now where are you calling in from tonight david where are you from where are you calling from from the garden state new jersey right on here's a question i won't look it up why okay. is it called the garden state i don't know it's gardens because there's all this beautiful foliage and forests and it's it's a gorgeous state 
Thank you. you. You're the first person to actually like give me an answer. I've asked a lot of people, even Jersey people. They don't know? I don't know. What is Maryland called? Maryland's called the old line state. Yeah. And that's because it was the Mesa-Dixon line, I think. I don't, I so don't there's know. a quote from a movie. I think it's like Miss Congeniality. And it's like, because gas and petroleum doesn't fit on a license plate. Like, that's why they call it the Garden State. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to Google. I'll have to Google that. But we just I just know that because of residing in that's Jersey. So. So, so Jess is a Jersey girl. We were just talking about that. So we won't we won't we won't bring all. I that just learned about. I mean, I think with the boomer gravel, the like the amount of gravel in Jersey too this yeah. year. Yeah. So Dave and them did a ride in South Jersey, mm-hmm. and then there is all these um, in the North part, which is really cool. Joey, you know, gravel is everywhere it except is. for it our is. backyard. Right? <laughs> it's no, literally, I have it on my door. <laughs> so, Dave, before we get into all the stuff about the events, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So, um, yeah, I've, I've been riding and, uh, gosh, probably since I was a teenager, my dad got me into cycling as a teenager, I guess it got, kept me out of trouble. And, you know, it was kind of the normal, Hey, we're going out for 40, 50, 60 miles. I'm going to ride and we're going nice. to Vermont. That was my norm. And, um, eventually, um, post-college, I found my way to a mountain bike and, um, got all bloodied and bruised and everything else. And then, a few years later, uh, I was on the edge of my 40th birthday, and I decided on a whim to jump into a mountain bike race. And Because um, why not? Because <laughs> well, why not? Because I do these. People that know me, that, that's kind of a Dave thing. It's like, oh, that's a horrible idea. Great, let's do it. Um, and that's where a lot of these adventures come from. And so, um, yeah, so I jumped into it. I still remember I crashed three times. I finished 12. I was totally hooked. And um, so that eventually led to everything morphs and eventually led to off-road triathlon and doing uh, Xterra racing, uh, swim, mountain bike, trail run. And um, basically what happened is I qualified for nationals, went to nationals. It was 2015. And then uh, 2016 had the the blessing of a shift in a company I was working for and position elimination, whatever. Suddenly had the time. Mm. And the energy and everything else. And 2016, we launched the company. And, um, you know, eventually it's kind of morphed. And obviously, we've added quite a few events, um, among which is obviously Gravel, which is something near and dear to me and, and most of the crew. So what else does Ready, Set, Go? You guys got a whole family of events. Besides the Gravel events, what else do you guys do? Yeah, so we're, we're a true multi-sport company. Uh, there's now 15 annual events. It starts in February with a fat bike race in the snow. Uh, then there's mountain bike races, there's trail runs, there's both road and off-road triathlons. Uh, this year we'll be bringing the first gravel triathlons in New Jersey. Um, and then obviously the gravel grinders. And this Sunday we'll have our first cyclocross race. Okay, cool. And now it, it's, tell me a little bit more about the, the gravel triathlon. How does that, how does that play out or off-road so, triathlon? Um, so we're on our, I guess, tenderly, I guess our fifth edition of our off-road triathlon um, that's in a, in a park in northern New Jersey called Wei Wei Onda, which is one of our my favorite places to ride and to be, to hike, to run and everything. And um, it's going to be an open water swim in, a, in an absolutely magnificent lake, huge lake, absolutely gorgeous views. And then it's going to be uh, gravel on a mix of fire roads, a little bit of single track, um, a whole bunch of the cyclocross course that we created for the race that's happening Sunday. 
and it's going to be a multi-loop race, and then it'll be a trail run. Cool. So there'll be both a short and a long uh, race. Uh, the, the short will be a, a 400-meter swim, about 10 miles gravel riding, and then a three-mile uh, bike uh, trail run, rather. And the long one will be a 1,000-meter swim, 20-mile bike, uh, gravel bike, and a uh, 10, uh, I'm sorry, a six-mile 10K trail run. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. If I was going to do a triathlon again, that's the kind of thing I would do. Because I, I, I've done them in the past, and, and Jess is a – a try gal lake used, lake used swims are my least favorite because i always come out like looking like murky and with seaweed on me and everything <laughs> where when i swim in the hudson like everything was dead like it was gross there was motor oh, oil yeah, on my face yeah so the hudson was the least <laughs> scariest thing for me to swim in because i wow. knew not many things were going to be alive in there <laughs> oh my god no so, so what, is that why you're still glowing yeah <laughs> What what sparked your interest, Dave, in, in gravel cycling? So um, I think it was kind of a natural extension, again, of things that sounded interesting. Um, and so I still, like like most of us, the first gravel race or ride was on my cyclocross bike, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had a whole cyclocross season, and here's the off-season or pre-season. And, again, it, it was something I learned about and sound sounded neat. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. So a bunch of us got together and jumped in and had a great time. And I think by the second gravel grinder um, that I did, you know, long, long ride, I was like, why would I ever ride a road bike again? Mm. Mm. So my road bike is very happy on my trainer. It it works all winter. Every once in a while, someone talks me into a road ride. I'll do a century, whatever. Sure. And it's nice and it's fun. But I love, love, love gravel and mountain bike. Right. What what bleeds over into the next question? What what's sort of your, I mean, it's obvious gravel cycling is like booming. What's your sure. personal take on on why it's so popular at the moment? Um, I think there's a number of things. I think that it's kind of what I just touched on that experience mm. of getting away from it. You can be in the woods, you can be on roads, but they're dirt. It's raw. Um, there's a community around it. There's just a great vibe. Um, it's not as serious as like road cycling has become as an example. Mm. And it's a hell of a lot safer. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's just too many people uh, in my personal circle. You don't have to go far to know of people that unfortunately have gotten hit, gotten injured, killed. Um, and mm. so I think that all of that's kind of contributed. Um, people saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I've got family i got kids i got a mortgage i got all this stuff, and i want to live i want to enjoy and do these things for another yeah. 20 30 50 years right and so discovering something that you can do and it blends from the mountain bikers and the road bikers kind mm-hmm. of that you don't need to be as technical you know which is kind of things that scare a lot of people from a lot of the mountain biking quite frankly um but you still can have an amazing adventure and you can really push and challenge yourself Right. You know, um, you know, I just did I just did a gravel century and, and it was just an amazing long day, but it was just incredible to have that experience, you know. And, and so that's really where a lot of our um, adventures come from. Our races, we call them adventures, is giving new challenges and new experiences and new memories. Um, I just had a racer uh, write me uh, yesterday and she was saying how she had never done anything like this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually was one of our podium winners because the first one we had to do virtual awards and she forgot to email us. And, oh, I forgot to put in that I finished second and I got a pen eraser cap. And I know this is silly, but and I said, no, it's not silly at all. Mm-mm. You achieved something. You took on a gravel event, something you'd never done and you podiumed. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and so that's the sort of uh, experiences and, and, and kind of what we feel like we're bringing to the world and connecting people and giving them the opportunity to have experiences like that. So we love those sort of stories and experiences. And, and it's been exciting to see, you know, how women have come to the sport. Um, yes. It's been very welcoming. Joe, Joe, I have a question for you. Joey, should I stop asking that question? Because I feel like we get the same answer over and over again. But I think it's just so real. I mean, it's so – because we ask that question of most everybody we have on the podcast. <laughs> and I feel like it's always about community. It's always about that outdoor adventure. It's the blend from mountain bike to road bike. But I just love to hear it every time we get somebody on because it seems like we get the same answer. So I love it. I'm not going to stop answering to Joey. Joey, I've just answered my own question. <laughs> there there we go. go. I've made a there decision. You go, darn it. <laughs> Never asked me for advice. So before we start talking about Jersey Gravel Grinder, I know with like 15 events on 16 events on your calendar throughout the year, you probably don't have a whole lot of spare time. But do you do any other events? Have you gone any other places and 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 done any other things? And, and if so, what would have been some of your favorites? You mean races that I've done personally? Or? Yeah, yeah. Just have you done any other gravel events or I, I, I like I said that with I caveated it. You've got a pretty packed schedule of events of your own that you're organizing, so it's probably hard <laughs> so, to find time. So, yeah. So, so the running joke within the crew is uh, who's working, who's racing, and when. <laughs> yeah. And so I do manage, even as the head adventurer, I do carve out time to go out and do events myself. Cool. So um, this year I took on, I did Wilderness 101 in Pennsylvania, okay. which That's is a, big you know, ultra mountain bike. Um, I, by some blessing, I got into Leadville and did, <laughs> did uh, the Leadville 100 in Colorado. Cool. Um, I did Unpaved in, in Pennsylvania, which is just a great, great race. Um, so, you know, and then in between I'll squeeze in, various mountain bike, cyclocross, gravel, anything else I can do, um, you know, but, and a couple of triathlons too. I did one, I went to Maryland for an off-road and I went to Connecticut for a road try. And I, and it's just earlier or later in between our races, wherever we can. Um, and probably the blessing though of doing this is that, you know, like tomorrow or Thursday, I look at the weather and feel it's going to best. I'm going to be heading to one of the parks and doing some riding and scoping out some routes for, for some things they're working on. Cool. How wonderful is that? Yeah. So that's work. It's a good life. You know, I, I, it's a good life. I, I take people to the parks and go, okay, here's my office. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about what we're here to talk about, Jersey Gravel Grinder. What's sort of the origin story behind the Jersey Gravel Grinder, if there is one? Yes. Yeah, so um, as I said before, I, I, I'd done a few on a, on a cyclocross bike, loved the feel of it. Um had been exploring some routes and riding some routes and connected with some, some great riders. And, um, you know, we were looking for what's next, you know, what else do we want to uh, be known as, as a company? And so 2018 was actually the first Jersey gravel grinder. Uh, it was actually kind of North Jersey. Uh, it actually linked up into New York and, and uh, you know, it was a great route, a lot of fun, you know, and uh, at the end we had this, you know, big barbecue and, you know, catered barbecue and beer and it, it was just great. Um, but what we found out was that 
the parks that had all said, okay, yeah, you can run your cycling event through us, afterwards said, oh, yeah, there's a 10-mile-per-hour speed limit. <laughs> there's no signs posted. Oh, no one said anything when we called and sent in the emails and did all things to go through the permit process. It wasn't until during the event we started getting calls. Oh, yeah, hey, well, why are these riders riding so fast? And they have number plates. Oh, man, that's so, rough. <laughs> so it took us uh, a little over two years to go to uh, Jersey Gravel Grinder 2.0. Mm. <laughs> uh, we had to obviously move the site. Um, at that point, we had learned about um, and ridden a whole bunch of the Bedminster area, which is where the Jersey Gravel Grinder, uh, both of them start and finish. It's kind of central northern New Jersey, uh, not far from Philly and the city. And... Um, you know, and that's what kind of launched us. And, and we just finally felt we had the right product, what we had developed. Um, and it's it's kind of a gravel find up, fondo format. Mm. So it's not, uh, you know, a continuous loop, which, you know, it is open public roads. There's horses, there's cars. Uh, there's a lot of things out there, but it is still fairly remote. And, you know, there's a lot of great gravel riding and we were able to build some routes and it really took off. We had actually almost 500 people came uh, to the May event. I, I love that format, the Grand Fondo style. Yeah, I like it. I, I think that's a really great way to, to blend that gravel community with the relax when you, you know, and then go hard at other times. And I, yeah. I think it's, it's great. Um, who else you got over there behind the scenes at Jersey Gravel Grinder? Um, so, I mean, pr- pretty big team. It kind of rotates a bit. Uh, Shani is is kind of handling a lot of the uh, packet pickups and registrations and all those those sort of things. Uh, Chris is, is uh, all the all the, like the staging and production of that end of it. Uh, we have a web designer, we have a graphic designer, um, and then we have kind of a rotating cast of family, friends, and whatnot that get involved at various levels. Uh, a lot of it from you know all the the riding and racing that I've done, the group has done, and then we also have a lot of volunteer groups. Uh, for example, we had a group called Elite Cyclists that are from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, they helped out and run a couple of aid stations for us in the Jersey Gravel Grinder, uh, Paramount Multisport, one of the triathlon multisport groups in the area. They jumped in. So we, we get a lot of help from from friends, a lot of people that are supporting. And then uh, what we've started to happen is a lot of our racers want to give back. Mm-hmm. Like they really love the experience and they just become kind of a part of the crew and get involved. And, and now we count on them just like the rest of the staff. And, and it's just building kind of a, our own little community within the community. Yeah. Jo- Joey and I have, have decided this year, we're going to do a couple um, volunteering things at some events that we yeah. kind of near and dear to our heart. I think that's great. I think, I think we should encourage all of our gravel friends I've, out there. To, I said, everyone needs to volunteer yeah. once a year. Yeah. Just, just to make yep. something happen. So let's get all the nuts and bolts. The Tell us all of the, the nitty gritty details about this year's events, the dates, the locations, how many riders and all that stuff. So I'm going to ask another oh. question off tangent sure. to you because okay. that's just who I am. About your mother. So when, no, it's not about my mom. Um, so when you finish unpaved, you get a whoopie pie. When oh, yeah. you finish you Jersey Gravel Rider, do you get like a pork roll egg and cheese sandwich? Like, <laughs> is that something that we're going to like bring? Or I don't know why you guys are cracking up at me, but that's so, pretty good. Right? So we, like, we've gone a very, it's this very Jersey. You get hot pizza hot or hot Italian food, cold drinks, and we're bringing back the ice cream truck. Okay. No, no. Is it a pizza or a pie? 
Was it, it's a, like a it's twenty minute discussion at our wedding. We had oh, this, yeah. so Justin just is very particular, has very pointed opinions. Pork about... roll would be great at a jersey. Yeah, yeah no. I'm telling Pizza's. you, a pork roll, egg and cheese, I and a bagel. I, I wouldn't want to part pork roll after finishing one of my oh, rides. Oh, I do. <laughs> jersey bagels. I yeah. didn't know why you guys jersey laughed so hard at me. Like, we, we definitely could use a whole ton of jersey bagels. That's for sure. Those are the best one, the best in the, in the country. When we go home to Jersey, um, we must get like three or four dozen bagels and we freeze them and then we stop my mom always says make sure you stop at the the, the bakery to get the donuts so that's what she i mean to she get couldn't the bagel. help it she couldn't help i, it. I, had, to oh, debbie, I had to do a debbie dylan okay. can, can i bring it back <laughs> we're done can, can let's i bring go it, back i'm gonna bring we're it done. back on the rails back on the rails let's talk about this oh. year what what just, what's your what's uh, apparently wes used to get lucky if he came home with jersey bagels I don't want to know anything more about that. <laughs> okay, this year's event. They, they are magical. <laughs> they Wes to, used to be on our podcast as a he was one of our originals. They'd but. have to be real magical for Wes. Um, so all the nuts and bolts, the event dates, the location, numbers of riders, all that good stuff. Let's get all those details in one place. All righty. So uh, the, the dates for, for the Jersey Gravel Grinders, uh, the first one's on May 22nd. And Jersey Gravel Grinder Dew is on September 25th. So both on Sundays, basically towards the end of each month. Like Sunday um, events. Like manageable Sunday. too. Like Sunday events. Dude, that's it, a great you idea. You know what it is? And I'll go sideways and come back. It, we are um, a bit anal about marking the course. Um, there's extensive signage throughout the whole route, even the 100 miles when we do the 100-mile route. Jess would still um, get lost. But that's okay. So, and and that's on top of using Ride with GPS. Everyone has the routing file. They have the GPX file. They have all things that that hopefully they'll they'll find their way. But doing that process takes us three to four days. Yeah. yeah. So what we found is we start marking on a Wednesday, and it's Wednesday. It's three days minimum. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday is our sweep day. Mm-hmm. Get a little rest, and then Sunday the big event. And it just structures. And also, quite frankly, for people that are traveling. And we have people coming out from Ohio and from Maine and Vermont and Colorado and, you know, et cetera. So uh, as as the event's been growing in stature, people are coming from all over. And now they're making it, you know, they're traveling five, six, ten hours, whatever, to be in the area. They can now travel on a Saturday if they want to be there, do their race, and then, you know, head out from there. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely find Sundays work really well for, for the structure of the events. So that's as far as the dates. Um, we're, we're targeting, um, 350 people. Okay. Um, we should be able to increase that a little bit. Uh, again, we had close to 500 for the first one. So it's just working with, um, all the permitting agencies mm. and there's quite a few that we have to work with to make these Jersey gravel grinders happen. Um, but we're, we're pretty confident that, you know, we'll have some flexibility in that, but, but right now we want a pretty good target and, and, you know, and at least have a feel because we want to keep it manageable. Also, we have a level of quality. Uh, in terms of what we're looking to achieve. And, um, you know, I don't think we're going to be tomorrow a race that has a thousand riders. And quite frankly, I don't think it's what we want right now. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we have kind of a sweet spot where where it's small enough that people can get to know each other and find new riders and have a nice post-race party and talk to each other and, and chill and, and it has the right vibe and, and has a good flow with the aid stations. So, Excellent. you know, all that we kind of balance out. Excellent. Um, terms of start and finish is in Bedminster, New Jersey. Um, you know, it's about, I don't know, about an hour and a half or so from the Philly market and same from the New York city market. So it's really in a great location. Um, you know, especially if someone wants to do like, uh, 
you know, a couple of days uh, trip or whatnot. Uh, there's an awful lot of riding, an awful lot of things you can experience in Philly and in New York City um, and, and have your, your Jersey gravel grinder in the middle cool. with or without the pork rolls. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you did ask. I'm going to have to send you one, Jess. I, I, so. I will never forget. That was one of my favorite memories growing up as kids is driving back from like ice hockey practice and stopping at a truck and getting like a, a bit uh, like a pork roll sandwich. Like they're delicious. <laughs> now what, what kind of distances for all the different? So events? we do uh, three distances. We call them soul adventure and mega. Okay. Um, and they're different. So every Jersey gravel grinder is slightly different. So the flow of the route, the roads that we use, the segments that are raced, we mix it up pretty much every single race. There's wow. some that we're going to reuse, obviously, but we like to keep it different and unique. And so just as someone says, Oh, I know the course and I know, Nope, you don't. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to mix it up and, and keep it interesting. So, um, we're, we're in the process of finalizing the route for the, this year's races, but I give you a pretty good idea. They're going to be in this ballpark. So the May event, uh, Seoul will be a 28 mile loop with about 1600 feet of elevation. Okay. The adventure course, uh, about 56 miles with 3,800 feet of climbing and mega will be 82 miles with about 6,200 feet elevation. Okay. So that gives you an idea. And then September we go kind of extra large, and Seoul's about the same because, again, it's still the purpose of Seoul is to get beginners and first timers into the event and have a great experience. So that's probably going to stay right around that 28 to 30 mile range, somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, but we go to a metric century for the adventure. So it's a 65 mile ride. Okay. And Mega in September becomes a full gravel century ride. Nice. What's the elevation on, on the full century at the end? Uh, the full century is about 7,400 feet. Okay. And that's, that's the cool. metric century is about 4,500. That's, so that's it's, it's reasonable. I mean, there's there's climbing, but it's not, you know, going up a straight wall. Mm-hmm. And there's no, you know, most of it's kind of flowing or gradual. There's a couple of killer climbs, but most of it's pretty flowing. Okay. So, and when does registration open? So registration is live. Okay, cool. Uh, we opened it up uh, a week ago Friday. Uh, mega is already more than 50% sold out. Oh, nice. Excellent. So, uh, so people that are in mega, we also launched with, um, you know, very heavily discounted pre-reg pricing and a promotion that if you sign up for both races, you got 20% off Jersey gravel grinder due by signing up both of them today. Cool. Cool. So just, just some, some great things to get people started. And, you know, quite frankly, that gives us the funding to make all our investments and do things that we need to do to prepare for the events now. Now, what what do the routes look like? We've got the distances and the elevation, but how much gravel versus single track versus pavement and what kind of gravel are we talking about? Sure. So um, depending on the route, they're between about 55 to 70% gravel. Uh, the sole one is, is, is almost entirely gravel, 70%. Um, and then obviously you go along, we've had to add some road sections to connect some of the gravel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, uh, I was actually reading a review that I saw online. I was doing some searching and some stuff and looking at some stuff and, um, you know, they, they, they uh, this is what they call it, like fish aquarium gravel. Some of it, a lot okay. of it's packed dirt. Um, you know, there's a little single track section in the mega. So it's an optional single track section. So that was, uh, I, I've always loved that in, in the races I've done. One of the other ones I've done is iron cross just comes to mind. It's another great one here on the, on the East mm-hmm. and, um, having that, 
you know, a little bit of difference that, okay, you can ride. Now can you jump on a mountain bike trail with that gravel bike and see what you do for that for a mile? Yep. Um, and it's not the most technical, but it's, it's fun. It's different. And we made that optional. It's not a race segment, but it's just a real, real cool feature. Yeah, no, 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 no. We don't want people. And, and again, that's, again, the whole point of having it as a Fondo structure, right? Yeah. Right. Don't, right. don't want to kill you. So which, um, which distance did you do it on PAVE this year? Did you do the, did you do uh, the I difference? I did uh, what became the 95. And um, the group I was with missed one or two turns. So we were at 98 when we got to the finish. Yeah. And they're handing me the whoopee pie, and I said, "I'm not done. I got I got two more miles to do." And they looked like they looked at me like I was completely nuts. But I said, "No, I have a century to finish. I'm so sorry. I'll see you in a few minutes. I'm going to go out and I'll be back after I did my two more miles." Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> but it had to be done. I, and I actually had other people that had finished you know a little bit earlier and whatnot, and they go, "Oh, why didn't I think of that?" Because like, you're not as insane as I am. So, we, uh, okay. when you were talking about that little section of the single track that was what thought came to my mind is i did do the 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 difference so i did the 127 and unpaved this year and it had nice. that that the, you know Longwell draft was just ridiculous it was straight up mountain bike land and then they had that little bit of off camber kind of um single track which by the time i got there i think a thousand bikes had gone through there so it was like like skating rink going through there. Up. yeah it was tore up bad so uh yeah, that, that... I, I hit i hit a lot of that when i when i did wilderness so i was like and i was debating but again it's it's uh you know the amount of training time like like i did leadville in august and then was extremely busy going into September into the Jersey gravel ground to do. Right. And then boom. Okay. Oh, great. Now you got to go race hundred miles. Have fun. So, so what does the prospective Jersey gravel grinder rider need to know? So I, I think it's be prepared to have a day of fun, have a great experience. Um, the horse farms and the mansions and even Trump National Golf is there, but it's it's gorgeous. All of it is really, really. Uh, there's lakes and rivers that you pass by, so you you you're going to have if if you want to just chill out and enjoy the scenery and just have a great ride, you're going to have that. Cool. Um, there are uh, race segments, so the the course is nested, so that um, basically the majority of the soul ride is gone through before the the other two longer ones go off, and then they mm. branch off again. So okay. you do have a point of no return. We have had some people that, that sign up for Mega. They're on course, and they've had already a long day, and they get to the, the tee that goes, hey, you go left, you take mm. the blue pill, go right, take the red <laughs> pill, you choose, um, and, and have that. Um, you, know, it, it's, um, you know, it's a full day of riding, especially the Mega is, is a lot, um, but it's, it's doable. You know, it's mm. definitely doable. And, um, you know, the, the other thing that we've done this year – uh, as we've added a team competition. Oh, cool. So I'll touch on that for a second. So um, minimum of three racers, maximum of six. The top three results from the team go okay. towards the team points. Oh, cool. So we're, we're doing Strava segments. So if you finish first, you might get 100 points and, and so on down the line. And so we're going to do a trophy for overall winner. We're going to do trophy for top co-ed team that has to be at least half woman. And, oh, yeah, we're doing a top all-woman team trophy Cool for hey, all-woman team. Jess, how about me, you, and Ted King? 
Okay, yeah, right. That would, that would be awesome. That would be great. Yeah. That would be perfect. Um Go so I know that some people <laughs> well, Thanks I know, guys. I'm just sitting over here. I know that you Hello, Joey. <laughs> I know that you didn't get you did you get lost at Unpaved or did you take a wrong turn? Did you say I, I we I was with a group um that missed the first right hand turn because you know yeah. you, you finish that long straightaway. And you're looking for a sign. You don't even realize that it's on the ground. Yep. And I was with some really fast riders. Their heads were down, and we flew back. And but I had my I had my uh, my bike computer going. I have, I have a hammerhead, and it's beeping like crazy. And I look down and go, "Wait, it's like something's wrong here." And I scream out to them, and they eventually turned around. And I turned around. And there was another point uh, where it was that hard right hand turn into that. I forget what they call punch you in the face or something like that. It was yep. Called, yep. I don't know. Punch you in the nuts. Yep. Bunch yep. of nuts, whatever. And uh, we missed that one too. That one we went a couple of miles out of the way because we just missed the turn. No one saw it. So, um, so anyway, but it was, it was a godsend because I had it in my mind um, going to that day because originally I was a 90 and then with the reroute is a 95. And then I'm like, well, hell, if I'm doing 95, I'm doing 100. And so, you know, when I got back and it was, you know, I looked at the Garmin, and I go, oh, it's 98. I have a watch. And, uh, and I said, okay, well, I got two more to go. So uh, it was a great experience. I, I, I definitely, uh, you know, they did a great job. And, and again, that's it. You know, you can, we, you pull things from each event mm. and you learn from each event. Um, we're not going to copy them with whoopie pies because that's their thing. That's good. <laughs> pork rolls. But I think hot pizza and like cold drinks rolls. at the end. Pretty nice. Pork rolls are okay. We'll think about that one. No, maybe. pizza maybe after a ride. One of our deep rest stops. Yeah. No, if yeah. you get greasy pizza after a ride. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's the uh, best spiritual the food? Yeah, it's so good. What's the best bike <laughs> setup in your opinion? So, um, you know what? It's um, the first thing is you know there's eight stations about every twenty odd miles, mm-hmm. so you can ride with two bottles and you're set for the day, like which, is, which first off is really nice. You don't need to get carried away. Um, temperatures can vary quite a bit, so in terms of carrying layers or change up, you know that that's always smart. Uh, and having nutrition. Um, in terms of the bike itself, uh, we're Panaracer fans. Um, been riding on Gravel Kings for forever. Um, I would say that um, depending on the type of rider and what you want the ride to be, if you want the fastest ride, you're probably going on Gravel King SS type tires and maybe going on something like a 35, hmm. um, you know, maybe 38 max on those. And then if you want maybe a little more of a, Cush ride, a little more traction, maybe the Gravel King SKs, and maybe you're going up to 38 or 40, I guess they're now called. Um, so, yeah, but you don't need, you're not going to hit a boulder, baby head sort of stuff. You're not on a Jeep road. You're on a lot of crushed, packed sort of stuff. Okay. There's a lot of it, um, you know, and, and even even the, uh, the the mountain bike trail that we have the single track on, I mean, that's that's mostly dirt. There are some rocks and some roots, but, again, it's manageable, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with that sort of a setup. I, it's it's cool to talk to to different event directors about the routes and ask that specific question because boy, you know all gravel events have such different you know ramifications for with regards to the to the surface. It's it's kind of I, I really love asking that question and, and mm. listening to the answers about you know how varied it is. You got any um, shout outs for some event sponsors or anybody like that? Sure. So uh, I already mentioned, of course, Panaracer. Uh, they, they, they've been a great partner. Um, we're talking with them, but at, at the Jersey Gravel Grinder, we had uh, a set of Panaracer Gravel King tires for all of the winners. 
Cool. Just nice. give you an idea of, of, of their commitment and, and support of uh, Race Set Go Adventures and our Gravel Adventure Series and specifically the Jersey Gravel Grinder. Uh, another great partner has been Trek uh, in New Jersey. Um, I, I'll say I now I work part time for them now, uh, which they're just a great organization, great culture. And they've been very, very supportive, cool. uh, providing neutral uh, tech support, um, both before the event and during the event at various aid stations, um, as well as providing some great prizes as well. You know, we gave out water bottles and packs and all, all, all sorts of stuff. And the last one will be our uh, nutrition provider, which is Goo. Okay. Uh, Goo's been a partner for over five years with Race Set Go Adventures. Um, and so, you know, we have uh, gels and Stroop waffles and Goo Roctane. And so, you know, the aid stations are very, very well stocked with great uh, nutrition products. Cool. And how can interested folks find out more? Now, I'll put all the links in the show notes, but for people that don't visit there, they may remember sure. some things. So how can people find out some more information? So the, the, obviously the first place to go would be the race that go adventures website itself. It's www.rsgadventures.com. Uh, they'll find us on bike reg, of course, uh, slash J G G. Very oh, simple. Cool. That's easy. Uh, and actually both Jersey gravel grinders are all on the same page. So you go to one page and you can register for either one or both. Cool. And again, take, take advantage of that, of that multi-race discount. Uh, we're on uh, all the socials. We have a, a very active Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, so you can find us on all those. Uh, it's uh, uh, RSG Adventures on Facebook, Race Set Go Adventures on Instagram, and RSGA Race on Twitter. So I'm, I'm going to put links to all those things in the show descriptions Super. and the show notes so people can find the direct links there. But it sounds like they're pretty easy to find. Sounds like it's not going to yeah. be too tough to yeah. find you. Um, yeah, if, if you Google Jersey Gravel Grinder, you'll, you'll find us very quick. You'll find reviews and write-ups on the races. There, there, there's a lot when you when you Google it. It's def, definitely uh, a, a lot's out there, which is great. Well, thanks for joining us, Dave. Yeah, this is awesome conversation. I'd love to hear about the Jersey Gravel Grinder, and you know, I, I'm sure we'll have some people out there that are excited about it. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to, to connect with you guys and have a chat and talk gravel. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great year. We're, we're really excited. And again, we'll have the uh, the three gravel grinders and our first gravel try. And uh, we're cool. going to keep growing in that direction. We really, really love this part of the sport and the way it's emerging and the reaction uh, from the participants and the feedback they were getting. So it's uh, it's really a great place to be. So you're not getting away this easy. Every week we finish our show with a little round of this or that. And we always invite our guests to join us. And I'm certain that you're going to want to stick around. Right, Dave? Sure, I'm game. Not really okay. an invite. It's not really an invite. It's more of like... Not really an invite. It's more of... Voluntolds. Yeah. Voluntolds. Yeah. Again, oh, I, I need to get you some bagels and pork yeah. rolls. Yeah, my wife voluntolds me for a lot of stuff. Exactly. I do. <laughs> okay. This will be how we'll run it. Dave, I'm going to toss it over to you for your first uh, response. I'm going to put two things together. You make a choice. You can explain yourself or not. It's up to you. Then I'm going to go to Jess... Nose goes. Got it. And then I'll answer. And then Joey, you can bring it home. Does that sound good? Joey likes Joey likes being the last one. Yeah, he wants to be different. He wants to be different, exactly. First item on this week's this or that. Dave, flannels or a sweatshirt? Ooh, depends. We don't wear those. Oh. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, no. I take pills for those before every event. No, you, you know what? Flannels are great for working or, or for, for, for whatever, but... but there's nothing better than, than putting on some sweats and chilling. Yeah. 
So I think Jess wears sweats. Well, I'll let you answer. Go ahead. Yes, she, I, I love. She's modeling right I now. love. I love wearing sweatshirts. It's my favorite thing. She loves thing. wearing mine. I love wearing Joey's sweatshirts. Joey gets all these really great sweatshirts, and then I reap the benefits. So you know, I give really good health insurance, and Joey gets really good sweatshirts. You know, this, this is probably this is probably the first podcast, maybe in the history of the program, that there's been no flannel at the table. Which I'm amazed. I'm not wearing one tonight. Joey's not. I have my wearing... GTD shirt on. I know, but you're not wearing flannel. Yeah. Usually, it's like we have matchy matchy flannels on. It's like I don't know how that always happens. <laughs> I I'm you know guys. I'm a flannel guy. I have like one sweatshirt in the rotation, and I wear it sometimes. But the flannel, it, they basically wear out, and those that's when they get really nice. So Joey, well, so they get soft. Yeah, yeah. Considering I manage a bike shop, I get a lot of free clothes. <laughs> Such as that, and that happens to be my kayak side. Most of my clothes are Most free. Of my, I don't pay for any of my clothes, really. But I do love a nice flannel. That That's an all call. Are we talking about riding? I, we're, I'm kind of... The beer was way higher in percentage than I thought. I told him. Did I not tell him? Are we talking the about ABVs riding? Are high, like, no, no. We're just talking about whether you enjoy wearing a flannel shirt or a sweatshirt, Joey. That's while all. riding? No, no. Nobody wears a no. sweatshirt while riding. Oh, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. No. No, oh. when you're riding, a, I would wear a flannel when I ride the bikes. I ride flannels when I ride. Flat behind me. Joey, do you like, like to wear flannels or do you like to wear sweatshirts? Just answer That's the question. That's the question. I'm 50-50. Oh, okay. Lord. You're out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Second item on this week's this is that. Game. <laughs> I'm glad I did not have one of those beers tonight. I'd be, two. Spe- I'd be spending the night here. Um, how Karen, you had no, two wait, I get to ask this or that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. IPA or anything else? Oh, I'm a I'm a stout porter, just, especially this time of year. This time of year, yeah, we're 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 the dark beer. I drink a lot of bourbon, and I I really basically have beer for the podcast. Yeah, I, that's really the only time I think you drink beer <laughs> that I, that I'm aware. Of. Okay, second item <laughs> on a very long gravel ride, ride, ride. You had the beer, maybe I did. It's a smell coming across the table. You had a shot <laughs> on a very long. Gra- it's the tea thing on a very long gravel ride. Would you rather ride with a big old wide cruiser saddle with a giant gel pad on it, or wear jeans that are just a little too tight? <laughs> Ooh. It's actually tough, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's it's, not tough. I'm, tough. I'm, my mind is set already. <laughs> David, you even want to? I'm not. I'm not rocking a gel saddle. <laughs> I'm just not. So he's a tight jeans guy, Jess. What are I'm you? not wearing jeans. I feel like those are constraints on my life that I don't need to put in place. Don't want them. Okay. No, I hate them. Don't want them. Don't jeans. need them. I hate them. They're gross. Yuck. Disgusting. I, the gel pad thing, I think that's more damaging than anything possibly. I and, love riding my mom's little handlebars up with her big gel seat. Okay. I love riding that bike. You be you. And on Hell the yeah. I, 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 I would go with the jeans because I'd probably just take them off. Woo-hoo. Commando. Joey? Wow. Joey's like, what, what are we talking no, about? No, no, no. I'm just thinking of you doing that. I would probably go yeah. jeans because yeah. uh, it is fun riding this cruise. So those the saddles are only designed for like riding like an hour at a time. Have you ever seen anybody on like a century like Tazel? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's been multiple events I've worked where people will ride. They destroy themselves with those things. Oh, they're not. They're sterile yeah. after. Yeah. I mean, if they're dudes, no. they're, they're sterile. <laughs> oh, but... God. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things cutting off your blood flow, uncomfortable. It's, mm-hmm. They're designed for a purpose, and that's it. Yep. 
Uh, third item on this week's this or that, Mr. Rogers or Captain Kangaroo? Ooh. Oh, come on. That's Ooh. a hard one. I'm a millennial. Oh, you guys it, don't it, even know who Captain Kangaroo is. Right. Captain no, no. Kangaroo is? I just, I just realized that, Dave. These guys don't know who Captain Kangaroo is. What if Dave doesn't know who Captain Kangaroo is? Dave, you know who Captain Kangaroo is. I know right? who Captain Kangaroo is. We're okay. But I'm still still going with It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. Just make a choice, Jeff. None of them. None of them. <laughs> Joey's the youngest of all of us, too. Excuse me. So you have no preference. I'll on go this Mr. One. Rogers. I hear he's a badass. I don't know. He is. He actually, um, my daughter went to Rollins in um, don't know uh, that Winter Park, Florida, where he was a graduate alumni, Fred Rogers. Yeah, he's a <laughs> oh, badass, yeah, right? Yeah, is he a yeah. badass? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah he wears leather. And Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. I, I, he's really on a motorcycle. Yeah. Captain Kangaroo, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, he always gave me the creeps. Oh, Captain Kangaroo is a 100% creeper. <laughs> I don't know where he had <laughs> Mr. Rogers is so nice. He'd come in and put the little cardigan on. And anybody wears a cardigan. I mean, got a cardigan. He'd put on his little fancy slippers. You know, but Captain Just Kangaroo cool. was like he was like stoned or something. I Captain Kangaroo is like a, uh, a pre-Chris Farley, Chris Farley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, last item. Is that oh, hold man? on. Yes, that's Captain Kangaroo. Good grief. Does I mean, it look creepy? <laughs> Jess is over yeah. here Googling Captain Kangaroo. So at one it. point in time, I heard rumors that Mr. Rogers was like some recon Marine or Navy SEAL. Apparently, that's all ah. fake. But Mr. Rogers, I still watch Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. I would I would still watch. I'd watch Mr. Rogers now. Now, Marcus has a cardigan <laughs> just like his. Well, Marcus is a lot. Got it. He's got a lot of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he's got that soft. Yes. Tone, yeah. Yeah. He's just a nice guy. Do anything yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, Captain Kangaroo, he'd like come at you with a knife. He'd shank you. <laughs> Double stab. <laughs> He's like, I've watched Orange is the New Black. <laughs> okay. Last item on this week's this or that. Underdress or overdress for a winter ride? Cold winter ride. Underdress. Underdress? 100% underdress. We underdress. just put our heat on the other day because our dog was cold. But Last night at 744. Meanwhile, we're like under. I have like two sweatshirts on, like long pants on. Like I love being cold. So I, you guys know, I hate being I, cold. I, it's a, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being cold. So while it's easy to say overdress, I do know the ramifications of that. It hurts at the end of the day. Um, Overdressing? Yeah, I, I do. I think it hurts you. I think I think developing that that undersweat, yeah, kind of, you, you know, you can get, I, you can yeah, get colder from that. You, makes you sick. Yeah. Um, but you guys just know how I hate the cold, so I would, I would. <laughs> oh God, this is really hard for me. I would, I would say go underdressed. But man, I hate being cold, Joey. He still has oh. his extra layer. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do underdress. Yeah, I would get an extra. I would wear an extra layer. You and build up that sweat and it just boils. Get Joey to carry it for me. But the problem is that once you've got that sweat going, you can't take the layer off because then you get it. Just it, oh, it's on the beat. It makes it even worse. It's so, all about the wall, basically. Yeah. All right, well, that's all of our this or that's this week. David, once again, thank you. You guys got anything else before we shut this thing down? No, like Joey? I said, uh, those beers were 10%, not five like I thought. I, I did say that. that, right? Yes, you did. Like, I, I filled did this thing say... up with multiples. Very uh, early, very early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I was building it a little bit. It was a big... I could see it on your face. I could you see it. You still have to walk the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Mid-Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt. If you want to support the podcast, guys, the best way to do that is to jump over to wherever you listen to it. Give us a five-star rating and consider dropping a review. Or you can 
financially support us through Patreon, and Joey's going to tell you how to find that. All right, our website is at graveltraveldirt.com. Our Instagram handle, if you're on socials, is uh-huh. Midatlantic GTD. Our Wookiee contest has opened for one more week. Phone number is 410-231-4664. Feel free to leave your best Wookiee voicemail. Can I hear your Wookiee? Let me hear your Wookiee. I think no. you do a pretty good Wookiee. He has a very good Wookiee. Can I hear your Wookiee? No, it's okay. Well, please. <laughs> it's very good. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to call in and compete. Hear the yeah, for our guest. You just think I've had too much beer. I, I have a, I have a tolerance. Like <laughs> we, we, I mean, we went to a, a, a Star Wars themed birthday party, and Joey wookied at the kitchen table. I mean, so it was for a three year old. One more. One, I'm, basi- I'm basically a three year old. <laughs> I want to do it on. I'm going to compete okay. in the uh, competition. Okay, Mid Atlantic Gravel, Travel, and Dirt is recorded this week from right here in Joey's kitchen, all the way up to somewhere in New Jersey. Thanks for riding along with us. Until next time, do good, be nice, go slow, respect others. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air.